Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. How many of you mums out there struggle when maybe you look at one child and think, do you know what? I'm not really liking what you're doing. Or maybe you feel that you are favoring one child over another and then we're wrecked with the mum guilt that follows. Well, I want you to stay tuned if that is you, because I am speaking to Trinu today and I think her story will shed a lot of light and a lot of comfort for you. Trina is a mum from Estonia of two boys, one 11-year-old and one six-year-old, and they've given her two very different experiences of motherhood. Trina's coaching journey is mostly influenced by her postpartum depression and how it affected her whole life and the relationships around her. It was breakup and alienating from friends, feeling depressed, unloved, and guilty for, as she says, not loving my son in the right way. She's now eager to help women, mums especially, to change their perspective on mum guilt and help mums in general. She says, I believe there's no such thing as a bad mum and every mum is special and every mum needs to be valued for her efforts. Most importantly, there's no such thing as failure. There are only lessons and you can choose your attitude towards them. How wonderful. So, ladies and gents, let me introduce to you Trina. Trina, thank you so much for joining us. I'm thrilled you're here. Thank you for inviting. Yeah, it's lovely. So I'm going to throw you in at the deep end here and just explain sort of what all that introduction means. Tell us about sort of your journey of motherhood and and how it might be slightly different to others. Oh, that's been really a roller coaster, we can say. Um, I've had so many different emotions from thinking like maybe I should give him for adoption even. And uh, I don't know, when I think back for uh, like to all of this, I'm like, really? I'm How I can even think about something like this? He came from me and I want to give him to someone else. But uh, when... Uh, well, it all starts from uh, from yourself. So when you make peace with yourself, you accept, yes, I feel sometimes like that. But it's okay because I'm, how do I say? I feel a bit lost now. You started off, well, 11 years ago, you had your first son. Mm-hmm. And... Tell me what it was like. They sort of hand you this little bundle of joy, don't they, in the hospital, and they sort of hand your child over. And 
everyone says you're meant to sort of be hit with all these wonderful emotions and you're meant to. So was that maternal bond there for you to begin with? At the, at the hospital, and even when I was expecting him, I was, I was so excited. I loved being pregnant. You know, when you are expecting a baby, you never feel like lonely. There's always somebody with you. <laughs> so, so it was really amazing. I could be pregnant like again, but you just knew, yeah. <laughs> you and me both. I loved being pregnant. You're quite right. Yes. But then that's only temporary, isn't it? And then and then real life kicks in. <laughs> yes, the diaper changes and everything else. But uh, as soon as we arrived home, I don't know, it kind of changed. It was like the new reality and it just slapped you in the face like here, take it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, just everything like there were so many emotions. I was crying. I, I I didn't want to hold him. I was scared that I would hurt him and uh, I remember I was asking my partner to stay home from uh, university like please don't leave me alone with him I I don't want and uh, and then you know all the problems with your partner he's feeling overwhelmed like you should be like a mom, moms, they're like that, you know, they're loving, they're, they're naturally handling it all. And uh, I don't know, my, my best friend, she was pregnant at the same time. She had her baby a month before me. And when I saw her, like, doing it, you know, she... She lived her life the same way she was before. At least it looked like that. She was having fun. She seemed to enjoy it the way she was handling her baby. It was like, it seemed so easy. And then when I had my baby and I didn't feel like that, I started to feel like very judged by everybody. I didn't want to be friends with her anymore. I was thinking whenever we meet, she will think less of me. I I was avoiding everyone who I knew. And um, I don't know, it like really broke me that he came who should, you know, like light your life. Yeah. And I felt like he's breaking everything. How the thing is with, with this, it's um, postpartum depression. It's very isolating. It's very confusing. Um, were you able to seek any support, Trina? Mm, I was staying home with him. He was born in March, and before winter. My partner, he was like, you know, it can't go on like this anymore. You you have to talk with someone. And uh, I called to one uh, therapist. Uh, I went there until 
April, I think. Um, yeah, my son turned one when I stopped going there. And at one point, I felt like it went easier. She was like pointing out that, oh, you say you don't understand what he wants or... And um, I was like casually telling my partner, he came uh, with us one time, that uh, uh, he wants to uh, drink water. The way he's crying now, he wants to drink water. And it came so like naturally that I was even shocked myself when mm -hmm. my therapist brought out that. But you do understand him. Yeah. And uh, after that, I felt kind of, oh, really? I didn't know that, you know? <laughs> so so you, still, you still had the maternal instinct. You still had the, the, the knowledge internally, intuitively, that you knew how to, let's say, protect your offspring. You knew how to sort of bring him up. But tell me about the emotional bonds. Tell me about how you actually felt, you know, because... Um, the, a, a lot of what's said, and I, I even sort of cover the topic in my my book about unconditional love, um, and you know, love versus conditional versus unconditional. Did you have that feeling of unconditional love towards your son, or, uh, or, or not, or, or has that you know, how's that been sort of up until now? Well, I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. I'm sometimes. I'm thinking like, what is unconditional love? And then there are times when I really dislike being near him. Like, uh, I really dislike. When he comes near me, I get this weird like shiver in my body. And uh, it's like obligation to give... Uh, you know, like, like to hug him or to sometimes even just to talk with him to make myself be interested in that. But then in another situation when, for example, he's having problems with somebody at the playground, then I, then I turn into this like, oh my God, how somebody can hurt my baby, you know? Exactly. So <laughs> that ins it's that instinct, isn't it? Yeah, and then then I'm thinking like so weird, so weird, like uh, how it's like. And then I started to kind of like realize, yeah, we are so different. The our personalities are so different. He's like, I don't know. He takes everything very seriously, and he's, I don't know how to. And me, I'm more like. I don't know if like careless or everything's like more easy for me. I don't think thing, things I don't take personally. And for him, everything is very personal all the time, probably because of the relationship he's having with me. And correct me if I'm wrong, his father isn't around. Is that correct? Um, they've been very close before. He was living with uh, his father when he was smaller, because I left both of them. And when he was around two, I left from Estonia uh, for uh, 
But I think I was traveling about like few years as in Estonia and somewhere else again. So, so you so when he was he was two when you left the family home. Yes. And what made you come back? Um, I don't know. I think I wanted to like escape because my uh, my relationship broke. I I didn't know who I am as a mother or if I'm a mother at all. And I just wanted to run away from all of this. Very responsible, of course. <laughs> so how long were you away for? Um, uh, when I came back, so I've been traveling, I think I was about two years. Okay. So they were very close with, uh, with his father until he, he found new partner and uh, married. So since then, he, their relationship also is like more distant. So how how has it been? How has it affected your relationship with your son when you don't actually feel that emotional bond? Because you said that your body sort of nearly, you know, physically you could feel viscerally that, that you didn't want to sort of hug him or touch him or get close to him. So how has that affected the sort of the traditional, should we say, mother-son bond? And, and how have you managed to, both of you, how have you managed to deal with that? I talk with him a lot about this because he's also like very curious. He's like observer. He comes to me, he says, you know, my friend's mom, she's doing like that. You don't do like this. (laughs) And uh, my friend said that uh, his mom loves him more because uh, she's doing things like this and you don't do them. So you don't love me. And... uh, I've had to explain him a lot that different people, they show love in uh, different ways. So for, for me, like I didn't reading his messages or, or talking or asking like how you are, like every day checking his, uh, I don't know how he's doing in school. Like I don't, do that all the time but uh, whenever he needs to talk I'm I'm like there for him and I also explain a lot about my personality how I grew up what um, what's important for me and uh, I think he's like understanding that yeah maybe I'm not like everybody every person is different so we can't like compare like that now that I get I totally understand that um and that's quite right because we are all individuals we all have different you know you we, we all are grab we all gravitate to different people we, you know some people bring the best out of us some people bring the worst out of us but then your second son came in and 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 really sort of upset that apple cart a bit I would have thought Tell us a bit about that. Oh, that was horrible. I mean, like, <laughs> like uh, for me, it was like a wake-up call. Because the, 
the experience with my other son is so different. It's like the normal mom experience or like it should be. And it's, uh, we have so much like hugs and kisses and we say, I love you. And it's just so beautiful. It's so different. We are very close and I enjoy being around him and uh, I can like look at him and thinking like, wow, he's so cool. <laughs> so how, because... I am sure his his you know I I'm looking at you uh, we're recording this um for audio but I can I'm looking at you in the video and I can see your whole personality changes when you talk about one son from the other so how does his elder brother cope with that because he must see those changes he must see those differences as do I and I'm a sort of you know I I I'm an, an onlooker to this so how how does that how can you reconcile that? And how do you sort of explain it to both sons that this, you know, the, the, the way you deal with one and the other are so marked in their differences? Yeah, he, of course, uh, my first one, he noticed that uh, it's different. And uh, at first, it was very painful for him, I'm sure. He had a lot of... Uh, a lot of, uh, what's the word, jealousy mm -hmm. for his brother. But um, I think because their relationship also is very close. Then, well, but the brother, your, your, your son's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they are very close. They play together and they really enjoy being uh, together. And uh, I see how much my first son, he cares about his little brother. Really, yeah. It's very beautiful. I, I couldn't live. I don't know. If it would be different, I don't know what I would do. But um, we have talked with him about uh, the difference. And uh, I think he's starting to understand that different personalities, they have a different kind of connection. I also have explained him that for me, the... The person I was when I had him, it was very different. And uh, I'm more responsible now. I'm like a grown up now. <laughs> How old were you when you had your first son? Um, I turned 20. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I'm married now. I'm like more experienced with children and all of this. I'm like, we need to talk with him a lot. So he understands that he's not like pushed away. So what's your message to mums out there? What's your message to people who are listening? Because, you know, sort of some people will hear this and go, oh, my God, that sort of some of this rings true. I sort of, you know, I know everyone says, oh, my gosh, you can't have favourites. But but deep down, if I, you know, I, if I dig very deep and sort of and, and, and I'm honest, yes, I probably do. Or if someone's going, oh, my gosh, that's just totally alien to me. This is, you know, and in comes all the judgment. So how what, what's your message here to mums 
you know, that might be struggling or, or you know, who, who are sort of feeling maybe something not exactly the same, but similar to what you're going through? Um, my recommendation would be make peace with yourself. Because as soon as you you forgive yourself for feeling all these emotions, it will get so much better. It's uh, It can seem like such a small thing to do, but when you stop feeling guilty for feeling differently for your children, it's just, it changes because children, they, they pick up on your guilt. So whatever you do for them, you buy for them something, you, you, I don't know, you go with them somewhere, you tell them something, whatever you do, if you feel guilty inside, you are thinking you, you will do a good thing for your child. But the guilt is like poisoning the act, what yeah. you're doing. Um, yeah, I would recommend just make peace with yourself. Accept that I am this way. I feel these feelings, but that doesn't mean I'm a bad mom because I'm still taking care of my child. I'm not leaving him. When he's in trouble, I'm always there for him. We are just different. We don't connect that way and it's okay. But he knows that he can trust me and whenever he's in trouble, he can come to me. I'm there for him. I think that's beautiful. And and I think um, maybe I, I sort of speak to a lot of parents, um, maybe who have not had the, you know, sort of uh, postpartum depression, but might have um, children who might have um, sensory processing needs or have additional needs or w- whatever it is. And um, that the way they parent one child is very, very different to the way they parent another. Um, and as you say, I think the mum guilt is huge. Um, and it also, it does sort of tarnish the relationship a bit, doesn't it? If we, if there is always that, the shoulds and the musts, and, and I have to do it this way. And, and, and it's, it, I think it's a lot of this is to do with other people's judgment of, of how we parent. Would that be fair to say? Absolutely. There's so much judgment between moms and uh, the whole society puts so much pressure on us. And uh, I think it's so funny how there's like you are a stay at home mom. These little humans, they're depending on you 24 hours a day, every day. And it's so it's such an emotional burden, I would say. Because if you are happy, you can raise happy children. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. So, make peace with yourself. Forgive yourself if it needs. And if you have, for example, if you have a belief that you are a bad mom, ask yourself, can I be 100% sure that it's true? And, uh, and then question it like... If I believe that thing, how it makes me feel like in my body, what emotions I have, how it makes me react and uh, and then turn it around, make it into a positive one and see how you feel about that. So question everything, 
as soon as I started to question everything, what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, how I'm acting, you start to notice. You can even, I don't know, track them whenever you start judge yourself or to compare yourself with another one write it down in a journal at the end of the week uh, i don't analyze it what you learned from it what you what you think you can improve if you think it's worth improving i think you're so right because um you 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 said a minute ago that you know if you're a happy mum then you have happy kids and i think that's the thing is our kids they they have that inner radar, don't they? They they pick up on our energy. They know if things are going well. They know if something's amiss. They know um, just if the equilibrium isn't quite right. So it's it's and and you've obviously gone on a journey yourself to get to know yourself and accept yourself and forgive yourself for whatever you feel you need forgiving for. But I think that's the thing is the fact that um, we surround ourselves with noise and busyness and and chaos and tasks and whatever it is so that we don't have to look inside so that we don't have to see our biggest fears so that we don't have to um, look at our values and our limiting beliefs because if we hold up a mirror to ourselves that can be quite scary Trina can't it yes and and I think, I mean, did you have help doing that or did you just sort of think no 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 I need to do this for myself um at first uh, i joined some uh, coaching programs and uh, you take uh, something from here you read something from somewhere and then you start to question yourself you cry a lot (laughs) (laughs) and um, and yeah the more you get uh, curious about yourself about your inside, the the easier it goes. Like um, so, yeah. And when I started coaching, I think it's more for me because every coach starts coaching. That's that's your phrase, <laughs> so, isn't it? He heal, heal thyself. You're quite right. Listen, yeah. I, I I help um, parents um, and teenagers, and I know it's because of how rubbish I felt as a teenager, and mm-hmm. I don't want other kids to feel that way. And if I can help the parents to support their kids in feeling better, bravo. And I think probably your story is the same. Is is you know you've you've been there. You you've known the sort of the dark side of self judgment and and not like maybe not liking yourself or not liking how you feel and yet now you've come out the other side and you are raising two I would presume I don't want to put words into your mouth but two happy healthy sons is that fair I would like to say that yeah well bravo yeah my first one for sure he's uh he's coming around like at first we were very distant or it was like very one-sided so he pushing his love on me, like, very aggressively. But uh, uh, we are learning about each other, about my personality, how he is, what are his needs, how how I like to be, um, like, approached is the word. Yes, approached. And um, we are doing very good because I see that the trust is really, like, uh, 
entering our lives when he has problems with friends you know he comes for advice because he thinks I'm very good at psychology so I'm like yeah. so and that's the thing do you talk to him I mean do you do you have sort of fairly open and frank discussions with him um whenever I have like mental breakdown he sees it and after when I feel better again I go to him and I say, you know, sorry, it happened. And uh, I apologize if uh, if it needs. I explain how I felt, what made me feel like that. And the more you talk, the more you explain, the easier everything is. What a fabulous example, because I think the thing is, is that a lot of the time we try and shelter our kids from the pain. We try and shelter our kids from um, our own pain. But from, you know, sort of seeing the struggles, because seriously, we're parents, we're meant to have it all together. And yet we don't. We know that, you know, we're, we're, we're all a bit broken inside and we all lose, our, you know, lose our temper or, or can't cope with stuff. But I think by being honest and, as you say, be, for being brave enough to apologize when we think we've got it wrong, we, you are being a role model to your sons, showing them that emotions are complicated, that emotions can sort of get in the way of things and that they are to be navigated so that how, how wonderful for, for that you're not afraid to discuss this with them because they will turn you know develop into strong and emotionally intelligent young men and that, and surely that's all that ever parents can wish for in their kids is that they come out understanding who they are and how to navigate and communicate with other people yeah, and uh, I feel so pissed that when I was a child, like, nobody told me about that. I never heard my parents, like, explain what's going on inside of them when they are, like, not okay. Because okay. how I can learn to express myself if if nobody ever taught me? And you're quite right. And that that's what, and, and, and this is sort of, sort of a note to all parents, is that we need to be more truthful and transparent about our own feelings. Because I see so many kids, especially teenagers, coming to me saying, I feel like this, this and this. And you go, well, that's normal. And they go, what do you mean? And I sort of say, well, you you, you know, of course you're going to feel like that. Or of course you're going to feel like this when something happens. And they sort of go, what? Like, so this is normal. This is okay. I thought there was something wrong with me. And so how wonderful that your boys are being introduced to not think that whenever they have issues or problems that there's something wrong with them. This is, of course, we're going to have the ups. As you said, right at the beginning, it's a roller coaster. And you're teaching your boys in your own way, as you should, because we should all be doing this in our own way, let's be frank. You're teaching them how to navigate what's going on in the outside world, but also what's going on in the inside world. So I applaud you. I think that's brilliant. I think my my children are amazing teachers for me because even my six-year-old, uh, I remember we uh, we were reading uh, from uh, from a poster that you should hug uh, your children so they feel happier. So I'm reading that poster and my six-year-old goes, huh, why you don't want to hug my brother? <laughs> and 
And so what was your response? And I was like, wow, thank you for noticing. I should do that more. Yeah. 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 And I think it is. It's it's casting a light on sometimes the things we overlook. Um, but also I think I think the big message here that you've shared with us is that I mean your your journey will be very different to some, but also very similar to others. And I think it's all right to admit that, um, to ditch the mum guilt. But also, I think just it's that self-forgiveness, isn't it? And to to understand that we don't all have to do it the same as everybody else. Yeah, we don't all have that perfect uh, uh, family from uh, from a movie or uh, or somewhere. What you see in commercials, you know, happy family, everybody laughing, they're cooking food together, and uh, every. Every person is different and we should accept ourselves the way we are. I hate cooking. <laughs> <laughs> but you say you say that your eldest son has spoken and he's sort of noticed the difference. And I think it's beautiful that they are they they get on so well. But does your does your younger son, he obviously does notice a difference because yes. he made the comment about the poster. So how does how, you know, does is that I'm just uh, asking more out of curiosity, does that put more responsibility on the young one? The fact that mum loves me? Does he did, did I mean is it a question of loving your son's one son more than the other, or is it a matter of loving them differently? Or what, what is that, Trino? I would say differently because uh, I don't even know if you can say like favorite child because your children are different, obviously, and their personality is like, like they're the opposites. One is very calm and uh, quiet, other one is like, well, he don't like if I say that, but he, he he's very wise, <laughs> and uh, and I like his uh, the smaller one. He's uh, like bubbly uh, nature, and he's and he's so kind, and uh, he's never jealous about anything. But uh, my first one, he's so smart, really. The way he sees the world, like. He's an observer and he's very smart in, in languages. He's doing very well at school. And, and I think you just need to notice the different things about your children, what you can, and you, you should tell them, wow, you are so great at this. I really appreciate that. Or I'm so proud of you because you are doing, I don't, nobody else does it like you do. Mm-hmm. So when they start to see that, they have something special and you notice that it doesn't matter like uh, um, like who's the favorite or or who you hug more. I think it really doesn't matter because they feel noticed, they feel appreciated and they feel that you are proud of them. I think, yeah, that's right. I, I, sort of, I always say that um, as individuals, we... It doesn't matter what age we are. We want to feel loved, understood and respected. And I think, as you sort of say, is is that as long as your sons feel heard, as long as they feel valued, as long as they know that you've got their back, then that is a massively stabilizing influence, isn't it? And it's it's that it's that sort of foundation of care and nurturing 
to know that that you've got their back yeah but it's not coming easy really we have cried we have we have like argued so much but <laughs> but so does every family yeah. it's not like the Waltons is it I mean you know it really it really is it is a struggle sometimes and um but I think that's all right as well I think it's acknowledging that and you obviously have a really good and strong relationship that when it does go a bit wonky that you're able to discuss it and talk about it and see how things could be different next time yeah we definitely like talk it out and um I believe it's really made difference when I started to express how I feel inside because it makes them understand that moms they're not always happy. Now he's already picking up when I have stress about work or or with my marriage or whatever. He sees that mm, you're different. What's going yeah. on? And I think the thing is is when they're little they sort of absorb all this and often sort of take on that burden and think oh my god I've done something wrong it's my fault and I think when we are open with our kids in the UK at the time of recording it's children's mental health week and I think you are a shining example of needing to communicate with your kids obviously in an age-appropriate way I mean you know if you're struggling with debt and can't pay the mortgage you don't really want to share that with a six-year-old or an 11-year-old but if you are sort of saying listen I've got a deadline and I'm really cranky today the kids go oh right mum's really cross she's shouting at me a bit but it's got nothing to do with me and I think that's where the security comes from is that you are open and communicate what's going on in your own world and in your own head so that they can sort of rationalize it all in yeah. their world, can't they? Yeah, absolutely. Because kids, they're like little sponges. Okay. They, yeah, because if you don't say that it's you, not him, yeah. he will think, oh my God, I'm ruining my mom's life. She yeah. would be better without me. I'm like, yeah. I'm and in fact, it's got nothing to do with them. It's probably something totally external. Yes. Yeah. So I think the secret here is two big things. One is to forgive ourselves because feelings, We I think the thing is, is that we can't control our feelings. And a lot of the time we try and sort of suppress them and keep them hidden. And then it just sort of gets a bit worse anyway. And if we can acknowledge feelings and just let them go, then we can do something about it, really. And I think you've, you've demonstrated that beautifully, is that sort of self-forgiveness. And I think the second side of that is just how openness and honesty really helps kids feel secure, doesn't it? And it makes them feel, you know, they know where they're at. Yeah, it takes away the burden from them, like they're responsible for your life or your yeah, uh, mishaps or something. So yeah, I think it's because there's so many kids. I I even hear myself how they say, "Oh, my mom, she's always angry at me. I'm, you know, I'm I'm not making her happy." That's not your job. You're a kid. That's not your job to make your mom happy. <laughs> You're quite right. Yeah, and and I think therefore that therein lies the issue, isn't it? It's it's. 
if you're a happy mum, you have happy happy kids, or not all the time. But if if you if you have a happy if you're a happy mum, the likelihood is you will have happier children around you. Yeah, my darling, thank you so much. Thank you for your honesty and openness because I know this will resonate with many people, and I think it's just sort of going. Oh, thank goodness, I'm not in this alone, and um, it's. Yeah, it's just great to know that we're all doing this differently, aren't we? And and there's no right way and wrong way of doing it. I think motherhood, parenting is is a uh, it, it's messy sometimes, and and I think we all navigate it our way through individually. It's a journey, definitely. It is. It is. Well, thank you so much, and I wish you much love and much luck on your continued journey through this 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 messy game of motherhood. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you, Trina. Much love. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you find this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child and we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.